0: Remember, Jacob Supply, quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now, on to the show. Send it. Exploring theology, doctrine, and all of the fascinating subjects in between, broadcasting from an undisclosed location, Dead Men Walking starts now. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dead Men Walking podcast. Oh, what a day, what a week, what a month it's been. We are getting out of the swing of the holidays and into the new year. Appreciate you guys listening, commenting. Uh I appreciate you guys uh how you how you come on the social media Platforms, Instagram, YouTube, and you guys just comment. You give me updates on things, uh, recommendations on who to follow. It's pretty cool just to have such a wide uh, group of people that are out there listening and suggesting and uh, even uh, sending guest uh, suggestions too, which I find very, very interesting. You'll hear one of those guest suggestions coming up uh, next week. I won't spoil it for you, but. Let's not talk about what's coming up. Let's talk about who's here right now. It's one of our favorites. I think he might be tied for the most often guest on the podcast in the two and a half year history. Uh, oh, I wow. think Darren Doan is up there with three, and I think this is his third. One of my favorite guys. Um, it is Chris Huff from Matter of Theology podcast. How are you, Chris?
1: I'm good, brother. How are you?
0: Good. So excited to have you here. And if you guys yeah, um, are, yeah, if you guys are listening to this uh, podcast right now pause it, uh, get out of your pod player wherever you're at, go find Matter of Theology podcast, go subscribe to it, listen to it. It is, mwah, It is as the Italians would say, mwah, right? You can't see me if you're listening, but absolutely <laughs> delicious nuggets of the Bible and Chris explaining it and getting into all type of topical issues, and we absolutely love it. We fully endorse it here at the Dead Men Walking Podcast, so make sure you support that brother. But Chris, how was your Christmas? How's your new year going? Talk to us, brother.
1: Brother, it's uh, better than I deserve much better than I did. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was Christmas was here and gone, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. uh, the, 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 Christmas season was here and gone. And then now, uh, you know, we're recording this, we're, we're, um, uh, over a week into the new year and, mm-hmm. um, I, I can't believe that already. So it's just crazy to me to say, and I said this on, um, on my last episode of matter of theology, but 2023, uh, is, wow. I mean, to, to say that, to yeah. think about that. And then you, you start thinking about how old you are and then it's just like, well, okay, slow down there.
0: <laughs> and then we're still waiting on our flying cars from back to the future. I'm, I'm very disappointed. I, you
1: know, I'm still waiting yeah. on the Jetson shower personally, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I love it. So, uh, things are chugging along for you over there at the podcast. Yeah. I know, um, you're all sorts of busy as well, but we were kind of talking offline. And yeah. I said, man, you got to come on the podcast and talk about this because I know we have some similarities and, and I, this is the, the reason I said this to you uh, offline too, is, Hey, what do you, you, know, what are you rolling around in your head? What are you chewing on? What's right. the Lord talking to you about? I'm the same way. I might chew on something for a good six months, maybe even a year. And you yeah. just kind of dissect it and take it apart.
1: Yes. And, yes. and
0: you were talking about being uh, excellence and being a professional and all you do yeah. uh, for Christ. And I went, yeah and and i, I was, yeah that's an absolutely great uh uh, uh uh episode topic because i feel like that's lacking in the western christian church absolutely um, t- tell me what you've been thinking about lately on that topic
1: <laughs> yeah man yeah so uh, uh it was last year uh, so 2022 i i just started following uh, a couple of guys who are former Navy SEALs, um, mm. a gentleman by the name of DJ Shipley and uh, Cole Fackler, uh, they started this company called a GBRS Group. It's a Global Battlefield Research Solutions. And what they do is they they specialize in what they call knowledge transfer, and that is taking the things that they've learned from their time in the team's and transferring that to law enforcement, people who are still in the military, civilians um, when it comes to personal defense, self-defense, um, what they call CQB, close quarters battle, close quarters combat. And um, and then w- the way you, the, when you watch DJ and Cole and you watch what they do and how seriously they take their craft, yeah. um, I just started chewing on that, man. And um, and one of the things that DJ uh, has said um, uh, just in, in social media posts and, uh, Zoom calls and stuff like that is be a pro, right? Yeah. Be a pro. I started adopting that in my job and the team that I was leading, and I would always sign off with that: "Hey, be a pro, be a professional in all that you do." Um, and and then I, I started examining my own life, brother. I started examining my own life and going, yeah. "Okay, can I say that in all I do, I'm a pro?" And obviously, the answer to that question is no. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's not. And it's a it's a very very convicting thing, but it's a very challenging thing as well. And so. So this is a, this is a concept you see in scripture and, um, a brother of mine, a good friend of mine, i very close with his name is Alex Rodriguez. He's the pastor of uh, outpost Bible church in McHenry, Illinois. And, um, and he and I talk and he's a former military guy and we, he, he's big into men's leadership, men's ministry, the brotherhood. Um, and, and, and so you start to see some similarities in how some of these team guys, special operators, uh, the, the, military traits, how they, how they have, they are drawn from scripture. Ultimately they're drawn from the law of God that is written on the hearts of everyone made in the image of God. Um, and, and it just, it just, brother, I just started chewing on this and, and examining what the scriptures teach about what it means to, uh, to, to live with excellence, everything we think, say, and do be a pro. Yeah. Um, and, and so brother, I I just started chewing on that. And, and since I've been, and, and I started chewing on that, uh, oh gosh, summertime, early fall last year. And it's the Lord is starting to, (laughs) starting to work to where there's some fruit coming from. And as I'm starting to kind of put some stuff out about it.
0: Yeah. And you're kind of talking about in all aspects of our lives, right? I mean, the Puritans were, were big on this too, of just like of all aspects of life, glory to God, excellence to God. Sometimes there's two things here. I see we get caught in and you tell me if, if we're tracking on this, I see sometimes I'll see people say, if you, if you if you're focusing too much on excellence, maybe it's in the instrument you play or the business that you run or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Well, then that that's it's almost religious. It's legalistic. Right. You're just trying to be perfect, and then sure. and then on the other side of it, I see people limit it to just one or two things. Well, I just need to be a real excellent uh, guitar player for the Lord or a real excellent right. you know Sunday school teacher for the Lord, and then let everything else in life fall to the wayside. Or are you talking about excellence? in all aspects of life. I I think you are, but I just want to make, yes,
1: yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, yes, of course. I mean, obviously you want to be a professional in the craft, uh, the, the, the skill, the job, the, uh, the vocation the Lord has you in definitely. But, but when was the last time you stopped and examined, um, your ability to be a pro when it comes to killing, not just the deeds of the flesh, but the desire to commit the deeds of the flesh? Mm, right yeah. when was the last time you said okay no i'm i'm going to be a pro in this way not because i'm trying to earn favor with god that would be works based salvation that would be R- roman catholicism which is not what we're about right um but but it is it is because of what god has done because of what christ has done on the cross the life the death the burial the resurrection of the lord jesus christ for the forgiveness of sins and and his grace and mercy that he has shown us that our desire should be in all that we do. We do unto the glory of God I and mean, Thomas yeah. speaking of a Puritan, Thomas Watson, the glory of God is the silver thread that should connect and bind I'm paraphrasing a little bit, everything that we do. Yeah. Um, and, and so often in our lives, if we're honest, it's not, um, it's never going to be, we're never going to arrive at that, but that's what we aim for right? Aim small, miss small. Um, If we're aiming for that, if we're seeking to mortify, like I said just a second ago, if we're seeking not just to mortify the deeds of the flesh, but the desires that lead Mm. to the deeds, because James tells us, right? Where does, where does sin begin in the heart with lust epithumia or epithumia in the Greek? And so that is a desire, a lustful, evil desire. Jesus said in Matthew five to kill that. Mm. right? That kakos epithumia, that evil desire that exists within you. Are you... Are you approaching it in that way? Are you willing to take your violence scale? I was listening to somebody else talk about this okay. recently. The violence scale of zero to 10, are you ready to go to a 10 when it comes to your sin? Yeah. Because if you're not, then we're, we're, we're not we're not living a life of, of continual repentance. That's, so that's just one. Example.
0: That's so true. You even putting it in that frame of having excellence and killing not only the acts, but the desires. That convicted right. me as I'm sitting Bro. here right now, just because I haven't thought of it like that. Uh, I don't think ever Um, really having the excellence towards uh, killing it. Who's the, what's the famous, is it John Owen uh, be killing sin or it'll be killing you? Something mortification of sin, mortification of sin, right? Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, man, so convicting. And, and I feel like a lot of us don't look at it that way. Uh, right. That we myself need, included. That's what I'm saying. Me, me sitting <laughs> yeah. right here. And it's very timely for me personally. I always joke and say, uh, I love doing this podcast because it's like uh, every week I ha- have a guest on much smarter than myself. And I just get an extra sermon once a week. You know, it's like <laughs> right. it's more of a blessing to <laughs> me than it is to, you know, anyone else. So it's a little self-serving, but um, I've been convicted of that. I'm uh, in, in a prayer group at my, at at my church, a men's prayer group, and just talking mm-hmm. about them, praying for me on self-control and self-discipline and doing things right. in excellence, um, how right. I'm eating uh, my sleep patterns, Ooh. how, how I'm uh, t- talking with other people, friends, family, business, Bro. you know, business associates and really lacking. And I think it all comes down. a lot of that excellence comes down to uh, lack of self-control, lack of self-discipline, which is a cause of not uh, meditating on the word and being in prayer. Anytime I see my prayer line, or, or, or the time in the words slipping uh, mm-hmm. that self- lack of self-control and self-discipline comes back and excellence is brought down four five six fold um, so would you say w- would you track with that and say oh bro that's where we you know that that's kind of the root of uh, of having a lacking in excellence, or what are some things we can do to to have excellence in those areas we just talked about?
1: Man, I mean, you you just you you hit on so much, man. You hit on so <laughs> much right there. So the uh, the meditation piece, um, I, I just the first podcast, a matter of theology for this year was on was on that meditating, musing. Yeah. Uh, the title of it was Musing on the Word in twenty twenty three. Go check that out, guys. And 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 it came from this little book. Right here, it's meditation. Yeah, A Christian on the Mount by Thomas Watson. Um, Love it, and it's edited and put together by our brother Dustin Binge. Um, phenomenal, oh, nice. phenomenal little book, man. And 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 he talks about that, brother. He talks about the musing, um, the groaning uh, over Scripture, and uh, and seeking to apply that in everything we do. So, brother, so here's 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 how I approach this year personally. Uh, obviously the end of the year, you know, you're, you're reevaluating and you're going, okay, what do I want to do in 2023, Bible reading plans, book, you know, book lists, uh, uh physical... Sure. Uh, physical exercise goals etc so on and so forth whatever it is another book i want to i want to plug here because i read it in december of 2022 redeeming productivity by reagan rose redeeming mm. productivity by okay. reagan rose get it uh get it on audible get it in 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 print copy it is phenomenal you're going to want to mark it up okay. it's very practical very biblical uh reagan is a graduate of the master seminary a dear brother and a dear friend so check that out um but he's he talked about you know productivity and stuff in there and and this is what he said this is what got me thinking it started really churning the wheels really turning on this on this concept of being a pro and all that we do okay he's talking about productivity and he said he said uh productivity it, we don't measure productivity by how many things we start but how many things we complete Mm. And so when I, and, and, and approaching this year and approaching, how how am I going to study scripture this year? How do I, what kind of disciplines, and, and you just hit on it, what kind of disciplines do I want to have in place? Yeah. Well, instead of reading through, yeah, I've got the MacArthur daily Bible, right? I could read through that again and read through the entirety of scripture. But I reached out to a friend of mine and I said, Hey brother, what are you and your church doing this year? And he said, he said, well, we're going to read to read through the new Testament Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, for
0: 2023.
1: Mm. And that's it. And I, I started thinking about that. I'm like, you know what? I, I, I That's what I'm going to do this year. And the reason I want to do that this year is because I want to take my time. I don't want it so much to be about quantity. Yeah. I want it to be quality. I've read through the Bible, you know, the last couple of years, but th- this year I want to read through it I want to take a section of scripture like today, for example, Matthew 7, right? Amazing chapter in scripture. I read it this morning twice. I'm going to read it this afternoon. And that's going to be the last thing I read before I go to bed because I want to to marinate, uh, meditate. And in the Hebrew, meditate means to groan or to growl. And Thomas Watson equates that as to like chewing your cud. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, chewing on that, chewing on the scriptures and allowing the scriptures ultimately to chew on me and prune me and reprove me and admonish me and as uh as as 2023 goes on. So that was that was what I decided to do. So brother, you just you just nailed something here also when it comes to that. It's like you know, we as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, if we have been saved by grace through faith alone. We should be in and, and Jesus uh, Jesus Sermon on the Mount, right? Matthew five, we should be salt and light. We should be Amen. we should be encouraging and preserving. so when when we profess faith in Christ, and, and this is this is a fine line to walk, but I want to go here. Okay. If we profess faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, yet we don't have the self-control and the discipline to care for the temple of the Holy Spirit in a way where we are not morbidly obese. Yeah. What does that say about us? Absolutely. Does that, does that speak to what, does that speak to what we think about God? You know, and, and, and again, I know it's a fine line. I know that there's, there can be health issues sometimes that are in play. And I'm not, I'm not saying that you have to be in shape and you have to look like Dwayne Johnson. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is how we carry ourselves and everything we think, say, and do. Oh, yeah. should be reflective of our view of God, we've according come, to the scriptures. Absolutely.
0: That's so good. And we've come such a long way uh, from, you know, especially in Western Christianity. I know we always pick on it when we get together, but you know, this is where we yeah. live and this is our church. And, yeah. and we, yeah. it's and what we, we see. I think we both have a heart to want, want people to know truth. And neither right. one of us are saying that we have everything figured out, right? But at the right. same time, we have such an abundance in this country that we have just we we have just thrown away the sin of gluttony and the sin of mm-hmm. lack of self control and just went well. We have so, so many, many blessings ways. here. Yeah, it's it's fine. We we don't even talk about it. It's never heard of in the pulpit because sixty percent of your congregation uh, lacks self control. I lack self control in that area. Uh, for the last three weeks, I mean, for the last six months, I've been convicted about it. Mm-hmm. Thirty five pounds overweight, and I'm going. I don't need to be thirty five pounds overweight. I just right. need self control. What I put in my mouth, when I do it, and how often. Um, right. Uh, you know, and, and it's it, that's simply what it is: a lack of self discipline and self control. And why is that? Uh, because I am not in communion uh, with the one who gives self control and self discipline mm. enough. So I know what you're saying when you say that, and I know oh, it's a yeah. we, we have to say, oh, it's a it, you know we don't want to offend anyone. It's a thin line. Sure. I get that. Um and there's exceptions to the rule but by yeah, and yeah. large in the United States we have Correct. an obesity problem and within the church and we act like yep. gossip, gluttony, uh you know these these minor sins I've heard people call them I don't think there is such thing as a that minor sins. sin I think sin is sin. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, we, we, we just we don 't preach on them we don 't talk about them and and we ignore them and and i 'll tell you what when you 're talking about excellence like you are it 's in every single area of our life, even the ones as what we see what we think is mundane is what mm-hmm. we 're eating. Uh, how we're mentioning uh, someone to another person. Uh, right. Even being, yeah, I know this is going to sound nitpicky, but even having respect for people for being punctual, for saying, if you are saying you're going to do something, do it like yes, your yes sir. be your yes and your no be your no. There's,
1: that's a convicting thing for me. I yep. see I yep. see a
0: lot of this where people uh, say yes to something and then, oh, I can't do it because of this, that or the other. And look, there's legitimate reasons why you have sure. to, uh, you know, change things. Heck, we changed the time we were going to record this today because it was my, right, you know, right. my fault. Something came up, but little things like that and having, excellent in those little areas of our life that actually grow and blossom into these excellent things that are huge things in our walk with Christ. Um, absolutely man. Uh, absolutely. I just think it's so fulfilling. I mean does does that make sense are we kind of tracking on that?
1: Brother, ab- absol- well, absolutely. Well, absolutely. It is the little things, right? I said it earlier aim small, miss small man. It's like yeah, I mean if yeah. you if you say you're going to do something, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Don't yeah. make a vow if you're not going if you're not going to fulfill that vow. I mean that's why for the believer, let like new year's resolutions can be dangerous. We're making a vow or making a commitment. I'm going to do X Y and Z. Well, it's like okay, well slow your roll here. Yeah. Make sure this is something if you're going to commit to it understand you bear the name of christ yeah you bear the name of christ wherever you go whatever you do whatever you say is reflective upon him and and, and brother I, and i'm the same way man i have those things um that I'm working through right now where I'm going, ouch, ouch, here's one brother. Here's one like you look at, um, in reading through the first part of Matthew last week, right? You see Matthew chapter two, um, uh, the visit of, of the Magi. And here you see, uh, the flight to Egypt and you see Joseph, right? And, um, and I just recorded an episode on this. I haven't released it yet. So by the time this comes out, this, that episode will probably be live, but, I noticed a couple things in reading through this last week, Matthew chapter two, think about everything that Joseph had been through, mm, right? Yeah. Here he is betrothed to this teenage girl. And he is a, a, the Bible says that he is a man of righteousness. He knows the law. He loves the law. He wants to obey the law. And here he finds out his teenage, almost to be wife is pregnant yeah. and an angel of the Lord appears to him. The word of the Lord is given to him. And, and what does he do? He's ob- obedient immediately. Yeah immediately and so when you read in matthew 2 um it says this starting in verse 13 now when they had departed behold an angel of the lord appeared to joseph in a dream saying get up take the child and his mother and flee to egypt and remain there until i tell you for herod is going to search for the child to destroy him the next words in the next sentence so joseph got up Wow. Right. He does it again. Skip down to verse 20, verse 20. Get up, take the child and his mother, go into the land of Israel for those who sought the child's life are dead. Verse 21, very next sentence. So Joseph got up. Yeah. Immediate obedience. And Dr. Stephen J. Lawson likes to say delayed obedience is disobedience. And bro, when I read that last week, I was like, ouch. Yeah, man, what I started asking myself these questions, like what areas in my life do I need to stop what I'm doing and be immediate, immediately obedient and kill that, Yeah, kill the desire for that? Or what areas in my life, according to scripture, am I not living up to what scripture states Then I need to get up, right? Yeah. Follow Christ. You see the same thing in the disciples, right? The first disciples were called, um, Matthew chapter four. Um, and he said to them, follow me and for, I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him, yeah, and then it does it verse uh, and then when he calls James, son of Zebedee, John his brother, um in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending the nets, and he called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father, and they followed him, yeah, immediate obedience, yeah, and so I'm like, oh. Right in the heart, <laughs> It's like... I tell you what,
0: there is there is a something to be said for for all of the proverbs that you see about a wise man and a discerning man, Whoa. slow to speak, slow to action. Sometimes, yep. when practicing excellence, when uh, in communion with the Lord, sometimes there is, and I would say most of the times when uh, you know when the Lord speaks for obedience, there needs to be swift action. There, yeah. Uh, the longer absolutely. you debate obeying the Lord, the, the, the le- more likely chance that you either talk yourself out of it, your flesh rares up and says, eh, that's not really what I should be doing. I don't mm-hmm. feel like it. I don't want to. Yep. Um, when there's something godly to be done, uh, we need to do it swiftly in the same way that we swiftly uh, reject temptation and we don't entertain it, right? Right, um, right. So there's something to be said about that, too, in those two situations that you just brought up. I'd never really thought of it that way, but I've noticed in my own life if I'm being called to something uh, to obey the Lord, uh, the more I want to think about it, uh, that I don't want to do it, or it's going to inconvenience me, or is this the right thing? And now I'm not saying jump into something blindly and say, oh, right, the correct. Lord told me, right? right, right Neither one of us right, are right, on that right. page. No. Right. Uh, generally, when you come up to me and say, the, the Lord told me, I'm almost tuned out immediately. I'm like, brother, we need to have a 20-minute talk before you even tell me what you're about to tell me. Uh, but uh, my, my point is, is there is times for swiftness to obedience, Yep. I think, um, and yes. that's just yet another area of your life: excellence and obedience. Right. Which we don't right. talk about too often. Um, that I, I mean, any look at my church does Christ the Word Church, which I absolutely love, does, and I'm sure your church does. But you Amen. you go out and look at you know um the the vast majority of online sermons by most of these evangelical churches, they're not talking about these things, and I think do a disservice to the believer.
1: Sure. Oh, absolutely, brother. I, I, well, absolutely, man. And I, and I think that that just contributes to. When, when we don't see our leaders, our, our under shepherds under the chief shepherd, when we don't see them um, operating this way um, and setting the tone and setting the example and proclaiming and heralding the message that is here in the word of God, then that, that absolutely gives license and permission. Mm. Um, uh, you know, albeit it may be passively, but it's still permission to, to carry on that way. You know, I mean, look, brother, look, look at how, look at the debate between, you know, that happened, uh, you know, two, three Lords days ago. Uh, as of the recording of this episode, Christmas day, fell on the Lord's day Yeah, and how many churches, I mean, it's brother, I'm, I'm in the Metro Atlanta area in the Bible belt, the buckle of the Bible belt. <laughs> right. And we had so many, I mean, just seeker oriented churches around here that closed the doors. Yeah. They closed the doors. Look brothers, your call, your call and command is to be a slave to Christ and Christ's word commands you to keep the doors open. What families decide to do is up to them. Yeah but you don't close the doors and, and 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 bind the consciences of those who seek to who want to obey scripture and want to gather you're bind, then binding their conscience because they can't gather because you've closed the doors <laughs> yeah that's you know, not excellence go ahead
0: yeah no i was just going to say um i was convicted on that as well because i would say up until the last time uh christmas fell on the lord's day which was mm-hmm. would be what six or seven years ago yeah, yeah uh, Is yeah. that how he, right? That's how mm-hmm. up until that, la- up until this was the first year where I yearned to, to, to worship and, and, and come before the Lord in communion and confession Amen. on the Lord's day up until, and this is shame for me, for me to admit, I, you know, I've, the Lord saved me at 24, but I would always rationalize it with, well, family's important. God wants us to be with our family. Sure. What could be... Tradition had a lot to do with it. I love... I'm a I'm a tradition type of guy. I'm an extrovert that loves the seasons and the setting and Same. the feelings, right? And the Christmas tree Same. and the family, and you got small children, they're excited. And I went, what could yep. be more godly than to spend right. time with your family and create a memory right. with them and be a good father? And guess what? Those are good things, but there's a lot yep. of good things that are not more... No good thing is more important than than Christ, right? Correct. So this year, it was... Oh, it was like something had been lifted off my shoulders, and I couldn't wait Amen. To, to get to our service on the Lord's Day and praise Him, worship Him, mm. confess my sins, be among my brothers and sisters. That's, That's right. something I've been convicted of, but you... Yes. Uh, in many respects, are uh, you are closer to me than uh, certainly my unsaved family members. Uh, right. I mean, I, that sounds yep. harsh to say, and if any of them are listening, I'm sorry, but Chris and no. I have a bond through the blood of Christ. Amen. And, That's and it. That, that is that is you. In, unless you're in that adopted family, you don't understand what that means, and it was so refreshing. Uh, that the Lord uh, allowed me to have the to, to get rid of the the sin of not wanting to be among the brothers and sisters and and not wanting to gather to where now mm. it was like I couldn't wait to get there. Uh, I I wanted Praise to Lord, be man. there. So um, just a little testimony on my side and ashamed to say it took me that long to realize that, but. <laughs> I think Bro. I think a lot of believers are like that, uh, and it's absolutely and, and I'm not condemning them. I'm not saying no, Look, you're a horrible no, person goodness, because no. you want to stay at home with your family on Christmas. I'm saying I think there is uh, sanctification's a lifelong uh, process, right? But I, yep. but I think you, you can tr- that's an example where, where, where you turn a corner on something and it's one sure. more thing yep. to where i feel like i've shed a tradition i've shed the last part of the flesh holding on to something and saying all i want is christ in in that mm. little area and and, wow. and i want everyone to experience that just like yes. you do just like i do you yep. know and and i yep. think that's why right, we're that's we're very harsh on uh, false teachers and false gospels and and right. and people that lead astray and once again not we you know I, anytime I have a a critique of someone or say oh you you, you should probably look at this it's not I'm not sitting right. from a, from a place of superiority believe me right I right. know I know a lot of people and almost all of them are smarter than me more intelligent but at the same time we have to we have to call those out and I know you do it so well and you do it in love but with sternness which is what I like oh yeah. You've got some guys that are just out there to get clicks, and they're going to call this guy every name in the book, and they're going to say he's not a believer, he's going straight to hell, right? Whatever, and it gets those clicks, but there's absolutely no edification of why why we shouldn't. And then you have the other ones that coddle, right, and say, oh well, they're misunderstood, or you know, they're a pastor, not a theologian. We had right. Dr. Sam Storm say that on this podcast about Bill Johnson, and I about fell off my. Ooh. Chair he goes, Oh, well, he's not a theologian, he's a pastor. I jeez oh, I, I think you should know a little bit about knowing God. Then, if he's, I actually woman. had
1: a pastor <laughs> say that to me once. Really? I'm not interested in being a theologian. I'm like, Then you don't have no, <gasps> y- you are not qualified to be a pastor. If that's yeah, the case,
0: every believer needs to know the study of knowing who God is, is such a beautiful thing.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, yes, you sir. Know?
0: So I think you know, not to change subjects here, but I know that you talk about uh, uh, you, you know uh, calling out wolves and and and, yep. and talking about false doctrines and and false gospels. And why do you feel that's so important when you do hmm. do it on uh, your live streams and your podcast to yep. to call those out and to make clarifications? Is that just, is it, you know are you just nitpicking? Are you just a big meanie? Are you just jealous because they have views? Why that's why it, are you man. doing it?
1: You caught me, brother. You caught me. You have exposed. I was playing devil's
0: advocate of the, the fans out there. You yeah. exposed me.
1: You have exposed me, brother. <laughs> um, no, man. It's you know the reason the reason that we do it, and 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 this 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 came up recently. Um, this came up recently. So uh, I'm going to mention some names here. I hope you're okay with that. Um, mention away. So, uh, Lindsay Lindsey Davis knots. Um, Lindsay Davis, if you if you know the name, she uh, she was. Mm shot to f- stardom if you not not stardom fame uh as yeah. far as in our circles because um she she took off from bethel's supernatural school of ministry and exposed them called them out did multiple podcasts i was interviewed for the american gospel film film yeah um you know and and rightfully so she rightfully called them out. Well, recently she is she has recanted that and quote unquote repented of of uh calling Bill Johnson and Chris Valentin and others false teachers and Ugh. that he doesn't actually believe in kenosis and he's actually said he never has denied the fact that Jesus was deity and except for uh, the two or
0: three YouTube videos you can go look at right now. Yeah. Except, except for the, the books that those.
1: are still in print, in the books that yeah. are still in print that you can, that you can purchase today. And so yeah. um, I I tweeted, uh, I, I like Twitter, Twitter's fun sometimes. Sure. And uh, so I put a tweet out just about how, Hey, just let me be clear. Bill Johnson is a false teacher. Uh, he is a heretic. He is to be marked and he is to be avoided period paragraph end of discussion. When you look at yeah. everything that they have propagated um, and I'm answering your question, but in a little bit of a roundabout way. No, um, take your time, brother. And, so I, I put this tweet out there and then there was this gentleman on on Twitter um, who did follow me, but now no longer follows me, follows me. And his whole thing, his whole hang up was, did you reach out to them privately? before condemning them publicly. And um, I've never heard Bill Johnson say this. I've never heard this. I've never heard that. Um, and so it, it, I, I admonished him and I said, brother, I, I sincerely, he's like, I've been a believer for 60 years and a pastor for 30 years and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, brother, I would sincerely admonish you and encourage you to go study what the scriptures say about calling out false teachers. The scriptures are clear to have nothing to do with them. Don't break bread with them, but yet right. expose them. Um you know he his whole thing was Matthew 18. I'm like, "Well, brother, again in context, Matthew 18 deals with church discipline. In yes. a local church, I am not required to follow that when exposing someone who teaches publicly things that blaspheme the name of my God and things that are contradictory and antithetical to the scriptures." Two different my things. My call, yeah. absolutely. My call and responsibility is to lovingly pray for them and warn those who would would see anything i would write or listen to anything i would say and saying you need to mark and avoid them here's what they teach here's why it's false here's the correct teaching pray for them yeah. period have nothing to do with them and here's why Ephesians 5 what does christ desire when she when, when the apostle paul is is Writing that letter to the church at Ephesus and giving the example of how husbands are to love their wives and to wash them with the pure water of the word. And, and Paul says there, it is I'm speaking about the church. The desire of Christ is to have a pure bride, a unified bride. And he has left those of us who who proclaim to love him, are an adopted child of his. On this planet, to, to herald, first and foremost, the gospel, the life, the death, the burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, yeah. to to herald that, to to proclaim, to repent for the kingdom of God is near. But then at the same time, he gives us in his word the instruction to mark and avoid yeah. for this reason. Absolutely. And so, yes, we call out false teachers and we call them out publicly. We don't do it in a way that makes us look high and mighty. I've had people say, Yeah, I read Matthew seven today, right? You shouldn't judge. The Bible says not to judge. Yeah, keep reading in Matthew (laughs) seven. Matthew seven talks about examining the fruits. Sure. Right. Narrow gate, wide gate, examine fruits. Well,
0: and saying, (laughs) and you shouldn't judge is a judgment in and of itself. So
1: correct. Right, 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 right. (laughs) So, so brother, yeah, man, it's, you know, we do call out false teaching and false teachers and we do name them as we see that example given in scripture, Um, uh, you know, but we don't do it in a way of, you know we have it all together. We know best and et cetera. Go ahead.
0: You know, what's so great about this is, Oh, probably about six months ago. And if you're listening, go back to the back catalog and listen to when, um, pastor Burke Parsons came on the podcast. Ooh. He's editor in chief of Ligonier, um, uh, 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 Yeah, Table Talk. And we were talking about the importance of creed and confessions, and I thought it was just going to be the basic, you know, it's good for teaching, it's good for, you know, rebuke, things like that. Obviously, Mm -hmm. it doesn't supersede the Bible. And he says, you know, it's also a very early, uh, in church tradition, a very early way to organize how we find who the wolves are, who don't believe in orth... And I went, oh my Lord, yes. Yeah, that's like the guidebook <laughs> is right there. We've had it. We we have a, a a London Confession. We have a Heidelberg. We have a Westminster. We have yes. we have these these you know guidelines as he called them kind of the guardrails, mm-hmm. right? So yes. we don't yep. and you can go, yeah, if you have a pastor who who is preaching and talking and saying things that are against orthodoxy, then mm-hmm. then we then yes, we have to judge. We have mm-hmm. to call out. The Bible commands Correct. us to. That's right. And unfortunately, I think, uh, you know, most pastors will use that. Oh, hello. Uh-oh, what happened there? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just kicked me out. All right, we'll, uh, we'll pick right back up where we left off here. Yeah. Um, I can edit the audio here in the video later. Cool. Um, yeah, what I, what I think is most pastors, uh, I don't want to say most, I think some pastors will use that, uh, did you go to them privately, they'll misinterpret Matthews 18 there, and maybe knowingly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they, you know, and go, did you go to him? Let's just keep it all behind the scenes and talk to him and respect out of they have a position. That's worse look at,
1: if I, it's knowingly.
0: I, and look, at, I, I respect pastors. I call pastors pastors or, or ministers or, or, you know, those things. But at right. the same time, there has to be some level of introspection and being able to be open to, uh not only criticism, but reproof, right? Um, whether you're a pastor, an elder, or just a member of a, a, a of the Church of God, so it's one of these weird things where you get a lot of pushback, even within Christianity. Uh be, oh, yeah. Because we, you know, once again, um, you know, lacking excellence, and even that. But uh, I know we kind of got off on another subject there. But um, but
1: it, but, but it applies, man. It's just, I mean, when you, I'm going to use a, I'm going to use a worldly phrase here. See something, say something. Right. (laughs) Um, I I mean, the same, the same thing applies here. I mean, if you, if you see false teaching, you, you need to say something. If it's public, if, if, if you're in a church where the pastor is, is, is propagating you know, heresy or stuff that's just blatantly incorrect found in the scriptures. You need to go to him and say something, but like, brother, can you, can you help me see how you pulled that from, from this? Because, you know, I, I'm not I, in context. Here's what I'm reading and here's what I see. And, and I, I'm just wanting you to help me understand it. Yeah. Right. And just start, start asking questions. I'm not saying go to him and be like, blasphemy, you right. know, pull a Paul Washer on him, uh, there in you know, in private. So, sometimes that
0: needed, that's needed. If, if, yes, if, it is. If, if it, sometimes is, it is, Paul's the guy to do it.
1: I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> is a gift for it. Why are you clapping? I'm talking about you, <laughs> right, right? you know, or an R.C. Sproul. What's wrong with you people? You know, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, absolutely, brother. It, it is. I mean, it's a zeal for your house has consumed me. Right. That's yeah. I'm and, and
0: I've had, I've had people come to me and go, well, why do you care? Why do you care? You know, we mm-hmm. love Jesus. Same We're time. doing good works. We we love the same God. Why do you care about you're being nitpicky? Why do you care? And I just go, look at, I've seen even in my own life, I've seen where if I am off a little bit, five years, 10 years. 15, 20 years down the road, 50. Heck, I've talked to people who have been in in, in a tradition-based religion and go, mm-hmm. what? And, they're, and they've been in church for 35 years, and on the right. 36th year, they go, oh, that's who God is. That's yep. what this is all about. Yep. They have a true realization, right? Um, I, I've said many times, I said the sitters' prayer at seven and got saved at 24, right? So there's a right. difference between wow. hearing something and knowing something. Uh, and so I, for me, it is... I, I, you you don't want to be that far off. You're laying a foundation. When I hear Bill Johnson or Stephen Furtick or you know mm-hmm. you get real crazy with the Kenneth Copeland and who's the uh, who's Kenneth Copeland's buddy now uh, Jesse Dupree? Did you see that just a couple of weeks ago saying he is he is Christ? Uh, he you know he, he, when you look at me you see Father God. I mean the guy's just yeah so out there. Uh, I wish I had the clip. It, it's total blasphemy. Yeah. Anyway, yep.
1: oh yeah.
0: And those guys, you go who's still listening to them, but they have an older generation that grew up on them that are still very loyal to them, listening to them and, and, uh, believing what they say. But my, my point is, is the ones that wor- really worry me are the younger ones, the Steven Furtick's, the Judah Smith's, the, uh, oh, Todd white's the, that, that they sound good. They, but when you dig in, and then if you're getting that week after week, year after year, to where you go no further than that, and you have the surface level idea of who God is and what your sin is, I'm sorry, but your sanctification is stunted, your maturity yep. in Christ is stunted, sure. um, and ultimately, it's because I'm concerned about that soul. I'm concerned about that person and that soul, uh, and that's why it's not because it's like, oh, I want to, I want to prove that person wrong. Yeah.
1: Right. Or, yeah. or I want to be right. You or know? I want to be right. So here's, here's, here's another, here's another example of this, right? I mean, brother, you think about, so I, I just, I wanted to turn to act 1711 real quick and Do just, it. just read this because, uh, because I, I just, I, I hope that all of us would approach the scriptures the way, um, the way the Bereans did. And so, so a couple of things, right? A couple of things that, that this one verse says, it says now they were noble minded. These were noble, uh, were more <laughs> noble minded than those in Thessalonica the Bereans, for they received the word with, with great eagerness. Okay. Uh, they received all of the word with all great eagerness, mm. examining the scriptures. Okay. Uh, inquiring about the scriptures daily to see whether these things that were being taught were so yeah. Excellence. Be a pro, search the scriptures, be a pro. If if you are not leaving the Lord's day and going home with your family or by yourself, if you're single and you are not pouring over for that next week or a portion of that next week, or at some point in that next week, and you are not pouring over the, the, the sermon from the last week, and examining the scriptures, yeah, not so you can catch your pastor in false teaching. That's not the goal. The goal is to be conformed more and more to the image of Christ. The goal is to take the labor of love that that pastor has spent spent hours preparing to give to you and allowing the Lord to work on your heart. But one of the benefits is you're going to be able to go, well, wait a second, that, that, that doesn't line up with scripture. Right. Wait a second. That person's teaching is incorrect. Here's an example. I got two examples for you. I know we're getting short on time too, but two examples for you real quick. Number one, Chris Tomlin. Yeah. Now look, if you know me personally and you've known me personally for a long time, I used to lead music in churches. I've done staff at churches. Anybody who has ever played with me me in a band understands that there have been sets. There have been services where it's been all Chris Tomlin's. Yeah, sure. Bro. I yeah. mean when the when the Love Ren Red record came out <laughs> right there was a there was a couple different Lords Day it was just every, every song we did was a song from that record. Sure. The song Almighty? Love that song. Bro. Oh. Anyway, he just this week his he and his wife have a charity organization. They've partnered with The Chosen. Wow! Yeah, and I mean, he's been at Furtick's Church. He's been writing songs with Bethel for years. Yeah. Now, look, I know Chris Tomlin personally. I worked. I was a volunteer for two years at Passion City Church when Passion City Church first started. Chris and his team were there. I'm still friends with his guitar player, Daniel Carson. Okay. Okay. He. Texted me last month. Like it just, you know, like so there's personal ties here. So I'm saying this with a heavy heart, but I'm saying this and going, I can't, yeah, I cannot stream his songs anymore because that contributes to him financially. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't do that. He's partnering with the chosen. He's partnering with Bethel, who blaspheme the name. Again, excellence, noble-minded. The goal is to, with great eagerness, examining the scriptures. One more example for you, brother. And this one, this is a big one. Did you know that Crossway publishers were, they were reached out to by the Roman Catholic Church in India Okay, uh, about developing uh, a a version of the ESV geared towards Roman Catholicism, adding the Apocrypha and Psalm 151, et cetera, so on and so forth. Yeah. Crossway has done it.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: So so here's a question. I just
0: bought a Bible last year from Crossway. Come (laughs) on, guys, at at the G3 conference where I met you.
1: Come on. Right, right, right. I mean, so so here's a question, right? And I'm not saying I look, please hear me. Please hear my heart in this. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody needs to go out and boycott Crossway. I just bought the the John Owen set. Yeah. Existence and Attributes. I bought those, right? Bought them from um uh, Westminster Books. But for churches out there and pastors out there, I know there's a book division and a Bible division of Crossway. Yeah. But I would, I would implore you to research this and to pray and to seek the scriptures and go, can we can, if we're an ESV church, right? Yeah. Should we, can we, how are we going to approach this? If we get asked about it, what are we going to do with our treasure that the Lord has given us to steward in response to this. Are we going to continue to to invest in and buy a bunch of Bibles from Crossway? Or are we going to go, okay, we need to research this. We need to have some, we need to reach out to them and have a conversation. And it may be your conviction that you're like, hey, we're going to keep going because of X, Y, and Z, then go for it. But when stuff like this happens, like we we have to stop and we have to make sure that all of us, myself included, are not capitulating on the altar of pragmatism.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that too, because I've been an ESV reader for geez, the last 15 years. And the church we've been attending for the last year um is uh NASB 95, I think, mostly. Except when we read when 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 our pastor reads for it wasn't the same version. And we're going, what's on the screen isn't what he's reading. I said, that's neither one of what I have. He goes, Oh, um, legacy Bible,
1: yes.
0: Uh, uh, legacy L- LSB is it LSB legacy standard? There it is, Bible. right
1: there. Yes, sir. And legacy I thought of standard you Bible. because
0: because I th- okay, I thought I thought you had. Uh, some connection to that or we're kind of promoting that a a year or two ago you were kind of early adopter that and reading reading through that i'm telling you i'm in that transitional phase we'll lighten it up here a little bit i'm going i've been esv for 15 years all most of my now i have every (laughs) i have every version and sometimes i cross reference and i do multiple bibles for different things but my daily use esv and i'm going and i'm and i was flipping through looking at some of the samples on. it's actually a link you shared. I think it was 316 Publishing. Does that?
1: Yeah, 316publishing.com. Yep. Okay. Or l- read.lsbible.org. You can read it all, the whole Bible for and, free.
0: And I'm going, uh-oh, am I making the switch? Am I going? Yeah. You know, and then of course, when the pastor's like, yeah, no, that's... Um, I think the church will catch up, but we've been, you know, NASB ninety five for the last, you know, twenty years, so not everyone has the same. And I went, uh oh, okay, Chris Huff might be onto something here. <laughs> and then you tell me that about Crossway. Um, and look at, and, and we're joking about it, but at the same time, that tells you something very serious about that publisher. They're they're more concerned about reaching a large two point two billion uh, religious uh, mark, uh, you know, customer base than they are about. Keeping the, the the scriptures holy,
1: yeah. I, and I, I mean, that's and, really what that's yes, saying, isn't it? It is. It is. And 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 their their defense of that, their their defense of that, because people have been reached out and asked about it, and I've seen that communication. Their defense of that is, um, well, what better way to get a faithful literal translation of scripture into the hands of those Roman Catholics?
0: Good, to, just give them an this. ESV version of the sixty six book canon. There you canine- go, canine- Bible. And
1: that was exactly my <laughs> response. It's like, you, okay, then here is what you do. If they, if they, cause they reached out to the the, the Roman Catholic church in India reached out to crossway, yeah. they reached out. To, so they're like, we love the translation. Then they're already reading it. Let them read it here. I'll tell you what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to send you cases upon cases upon cases of it here. Yeah, you you don't have to change anything. You don't have to add the apocrypha, yeah. and 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 other non-canonical inspired books um, to it to 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 reach them. The yeah. Lord is gonna just send them cases of, of, of what's already there. But then mm. an, a, another layer of that is you don't hear about this publicly. They're I, keeping it quiet for a reason.
0: I I hadn't heard of it until you just brought it up here. Um, these uh, it, these it's are good catch things on. we need to know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But bro, LSB, man, you're right, man. The legacy um, translated the 95, the NASB 95 was the foundational text. They took the NASB NASB 95 and their goal was to change some things. uh, The addition of Yahweh, uh, the covenant name of God in the Old Testament, the Lord, um, and yeah. then um, the addition of doulos uh, everywhere. Doulos is uh, in the Greek. You see, slave instead of bond servant or servant. And then there are other, some other uh, just consistent things they they tightened up in there. And there were there were a, there was a translation team that was from the Master Seminary. In fact, I, I interviewed one on Matter of Theology, uh, Dr. William Barner, dear friend. Dear brother, oh, I bet you that guys could check cool out that episode. episode. It, it was an amazing episode. I uh, just an interview with Dr. William Barner William is Barner. what I called okay. it, and, um, and it was specifically about the LSB, his story, his background, and and just a, a few different examples of the ways that they wanted things to be consistent throughout. And so, yeah, the the LSB has been the preferred, that's how I say it, the preferred translation of uh, matter theology for a little bit, but. We love the ninety-five. We even, bro. I, I do the same thing. I I reference the the ESV. I'll reference the, the uh, Holman Christian Standard sometimes. So, yep. yeah, man.
0: Cool. Well, we've covered a lot on this episode. I absolutely
1: love yeah, it, bro. I, I love
0: when when you come on because we can just kind of bounce around. Everything is edifying, uh, educational. Um, I think it's valuable for the for the listeners too. Guys, like I said before, make sure you go uh, check out Chris's podcast. Um, Appreciate it, brother. Uh, we'll link it up here, too. So any, it, when you're listening to the audio, you can just click the link on his name, and it'll take him right, right, right to the podcast and everything he's done. Um, why don't you give us a final word as we get out of here, Chris? So we were talking about excellence today. Yeah, We're talking about... Uh, 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 making sure we're, we're, aware of wolves. Uh, we're talking about, uh, Bible versions, but sum it all <laughs> up in one nice big final word. What's the takeaway for the listeners? Uh,
1: brother, <laughs> I'll um, put you on the
0: spot. I'll make you do yeah, the takeaway. Man. That way I don't have to yeah, work no, on my own I, podcast.
1: No. <laughs> there you go, brother. Hey, and that's fine. I don't mind. <laughs> I, I don't mind. Um, I would say this, um, I'll, I'll, the, the, the final word, I think, Paul, uh, I'm, I'm going to give it to the apostle Paul just because he, he, he could word it better than either one of us could ever hope sure. to. Um, and, uh, and, and this, this is a, this is an admonishment for all of us. Um, uh, Colossians chapter three, starting in verse 12, he says, so as the elect of God, holy and beloved put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, Bearing with one another and graciously forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord graciously forgave you, so also should you. Above all these things put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly with all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another with psalms hymns and spiritual songs singing with gratefulness in your hearts to god and whatever you do in word or deed do all in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god the father through him
0: Woo, there it is it's chris Huff, Bro. everybody matter of theology make sure you go check him out chris Thank you so much for being here, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dead Men Walking Podcast. Anytime you want to come back on, Chris, you're more than welcome. We enjoy these conversations. I think it's fruitful. And hey, man, 2023 excellence in the Lord for 2023, right?
1: Be a pro. Be a pro.
0: Be a pro. Let's go, guys. Thanks for listening in. God bless. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pump TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. And you- a biscuit.